What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So the MLB draft is tonight, and in the spirit of that, I think I want to talk about something that's um, kind of unique to baseball. Um, I want to talk about the fact of how, you know, in baseball, your top draft picks are usually not going to be in the major leagues right away. You know, in other sports like uh, basketball and football, for example, your top picks are more or less expected to contribute for their teams immediately after being picked. Some of them are expected to save the team. You know, there are always cases like that. But on the other hand, I mean, tonight we're going to see either Spencer Torkelson or Austin Martin go number one overall. And neither of those guys will be in the big leagues uh, right away. You know, they won't be, if there's a season this year, which I think there will be, they're not going to be there this year. And they probably won't be in the big leagues next year either, let's be honest. It usually takes two or three more years of developing in the minor leagues before reaching the MLB after being drafted. This is not a requirement, um, but that's just usually what it takes because very few, very few amateur players are big league ready on draft day. That's just so rare to find someone who's ready. But sometimes, you know, depending on the team they're drafted by, um, you'll see someone make the jump immediately and also that's what i want to talk about today so i want to talk about players who've gone straight from the mlb draft to, to the major leagues this has happened only 21 times only 21 different players have made that jump and it hasn't happened since 2009 it's been over a decade since that happened the most recent person to do this was mike leak yes mike leak the right-handed pitcher uh he was selected by the reds in the first round of the 2009 draft number eight overall out of Arizona State University. And he he never pitched in the minor leagues. Um, I mean, the expectation when they drafted him was that he would be able to reach the majors quickly, and he did. Um, he actually didn't pitch in the minors, but he technically did pitch in the Arizona Fall League, which doesn't really count as the minors because that's like, you know, postseason. And um, he made the team out of spring training in 2010, the following spring at 22 years old. He just went out and took the job which is what the club's pitching coach said at the time. And, I mean, Mike Leake spent five and a half solid seasons in Cincinnati. I mean, a 3.87 ERA. And he was traded to the Giants in July of 2015 and then signed a five-year, $80 million contract with the Cardinals that offseason. He's been traded multiple times since then. But at this point in his career, he's a pretty capable and durable back-of-the-rotation option. But he's the most recent person to do it. So it's been a long time since you've seen that. Um, so, yeah, like I said, they're they're – 21 guys who have done this. I just want to go through like the more notable ones. Um, before Mike Leake, it was actually Xavier Nady. I did not know this. This is uh, very interesting to me. First baseman and outfielder. So, so he's a position player. Usually, you know, you would think it would be a, a pitcher that can make that jump. It's really hard to make the jump from college pitching to major league pitching. But Xavier Nady did it. Um, he made his debut September 30th of 2000. He was drafted in, um, in the second round of the 2000 draft out of UC Berkeley. And, uh, you know, he had a very, very decorated college career at Berkeley. I mean, it was a 729 slugging percentage, which surpassed Mark McGuire's Pac-10 record. But they took Nady in the second round in 2000, and he actually signed a big league contract in mid-September. Um, so that opened a path for him. He was 21 years old to go straight to the San Diego Padres that month. He only got one at-bat that year. He singled and scored as a pinch hitter on his debut September 30th and then you know that's like what that's like September 30th that's one of the last days of the season 
But, you know, he would start the following year at high A and climb the minor league ladder. And he actually wouldn't make it back to the show for another couple years, 2003. Partly due to injury, Tommy John surgery in 01. But yeah, injuries were kind of what became a theme for Xavier Nady. Unfortunately, he never really reached his potential. But his best year came in 2008, where he had 305 with 25 bombs and 97 ribbies with the Pirates and Yankees. Next up is John Olerud. Many people know John Olerud. So he was selected in the third round of the 1989 draft out of Washington State University, first baseman selected by the Blue Jays. He was a two-way star. You know, he was excellent at the plate as well as on the mound for Washington State. And the Blue Jays decided they liked his bat enough to select him as a first baseman. And he signed in late August, and then he would debut with Toronto early the following month. And he actually got a hit in his first big league at bat at the age of 21. He stuck in the majors the next year and actually proved to be a steady performer over his first three full seasons. I mean, he had an OPS plus of 120, and he helped the Blue Jays win their first title in 1992. He followed that up with a breakout 93, where he was 24 years old and finished third in the MVP voting after leading the American League in batting, OBP, and OPS. And yeah, he was a driving force in Toronto's second straight World Series. And um, that was the best year of his career. Um, but he would go on to have three productive seasons after being traded to the Mets in December of 96 and then signed with his hometown Mariners in December 99 and spent four and a half years in Seattle, including that record-setting 116-win 2001 club. But all told, John Olerud was actually a very underrated player. He wrapped up an underrated 17-year career with three gold gloves, two all-star appearances, more than 2,200 hits, exactly 500 doubles, more walks and strikeouts, and a 295 Batting average 398 on base, 465 slugging slash line for a 129 OPS plus. And he only spent three games in the minor leagues in his career. And that was at the Red Sox AAA Pawtucket in 2005, which was the final year of his career. I wouldn't be surprised if it was just like a rehab assignment or something. And then next on this list is going to be Jim Abbott. Jim Abbott, the man... The left-handed pitcher drafted in the first round by the Angels. He was born without a right hand. You know, he's he's just one of those um, amazing stories in baseball. He's always had the ability to overcome a lot of obstacles. One of the most inspiring stories in all of baseball history. I mean, you're born with one hand and you make it to the major leagues. You do it without playing in the minor leagues. You skip the minor leagues. I mean, this dude was just something else. But yeah, he was drafted out of the University of Michigan. And, yeah, he, he went straight, straight to the Angels without playing in the minor leagues. So that's, yeah, that's a, that's a big one, Jim Abbott. And, yeah, I think those are all the notable players. There are other guys, you know, on this list who did it, like, you know, years back, but they're not really recognizable names. Just a little exercise, exercise to get our juices flowing before the draft tonight. Um, my prediction is that Spencer Torkelson will go number one overall. This dude has insane pop. Um, he broke he broke uh, Barry Bonds' record at Arizona State for most home runs by a freshman. And then this year, his junior year, he was about to break the overall school record, but you know, obviously the season got cut short due to the pandemic. But I'll have definitely much, much, much more on you recapping the draft on tomorrow's episode. But thought I would do this a little bit to get us in the mood. So that's going to do for today. 
If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.